0: what's up what's up it's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of bars rhymes and life where we break down the bars relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives Listen the beat drop.
1: in the battle for rob- <laughs>
0: Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes, and Life. Alan, how are you feeling today, my brother? Feeling good, feeling good. The track today, picked by Alan, J-Electronica, J-Elec, Exhibit C. I don't know if Alan's trying to take me to trial or something, like he's, he, he, he's presenting Exhibit C against me or something, I don't know, but Alan, what's the rationale for this pick this week? It's it's
2: simply a follow-up to exhibit a i figured gotta be done like when you when you suggested that song to me exhibit a i thought it was this song got confused and then when i mentioned it to you you said you didn't know this one as well so i was like wow it's got to come to the pod now isn't it it's it's, it's been mentioned gotta do it i'm a fan of jlx style so i figure why
0: not bring it up fire exactly what he said you didn't know the track that I knew about JLEC, and I didn't know about the track that you knew about JLEC. This track is sick. The production by Just Blaze is fire. There's a there's a massive sort of hype and energy to this track. Very very different to Exhibit A in some respects. Like I think Exhibit A is a lot more condensed, but very uh, sophisticated in his bars, very intricate with his bars. I'm not saying there's not intricacy in these bars either, but it's just more of a more of an elaborate production on this track. So yeah, I just loved it. Listened to it about six, seven times today. Just bars in it. Can't wait to get started. Who's up first? You're up. Ladies and gentlemen, this time around, the revolution will not be televised.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this time around, the revolution will not be televised.
0: So before Bars, Rhymes & Life started, I had started a playlist that I won't name, just in case someone tries to hack my phone and jack all the fire tracks that I have on this particular playlist. Yeah. I am that dude. I'm protective over tracks. I don't know about you, Alan. I, you know, I never forget. Yeah. Me and Alan were in Wales. This place called Radacru. Crew. Yeah. And Alan showed me the original to summertime. Because remember, do you remember? You, what was the original to summertime? Who Who the that? gang Summer Madness. Yeah. yeah. Alan was the only person I shared tracks with. I wouldn't. If someone else wanted to listen, I was like, no, 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 no. You don't. You don't know about this. I'm not letting you listen to this. And I always felt like we had a connection because I would share music with you, and you would share music with me. But I wouldn't share music with anyone else. And I always used to have people come up to me, go, "Oh, what should I listen to? What other tune should I listen to?" So I'm protective over my tracks and my playlists. Anyway, this playlist started off really small with four tracks that I'm about to name. Number one, Nina Simone, Baltimore. Now you do Number two, no name self
2: Maybe this is an album you listen to in your
1: car when you drive driving home late at night really questioning every guy.
0: Number three, Stevie Wonder lately. And the fourth and final one is Gil Scott Heron, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised.
1: You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out not be able to lose yourself on skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised
0: these four tracks would eventually or basically acted as the seed to which is now the playlist that i pick tracks from bars rhymes and life from and and there are certain things in these four tracks that i just can't explain what they do to me internally and how they change the way i cognitively think too So the bars, especially in the revolution will not be televised. The bars, the revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. And the line, the revolution will put you in the driver's seat, literally coerce me into taking action. And it's that line that actually... Led me to reaching out to you, Alan, about bars, rhymes, and life. When I heard the revolution will put you in the driver's seat, that's when I was like, wait, Alan, I've got this idea." We were stuck in lockdown, where everyone was feeling some type of way, whatever. And I was like, "Look, I've got an idea about something." So I just wanted to thank Just Blaze because it's Just Blaze that announces these bars for reminding me about this track from Gil Scott Heron and reminding me almost where it all started for me with regards to this thing that we call bars, rhymes, and life.
2: Nice. I I never knew about the the secret playlist, and I didn't know about the the Girls Got Heron influence either. I love that track's legendary song. All right, man, I'm up next. When I was sleeping on the train, sleeping on mezzero Ave out in the rain, without even a single slice of pizza to my name, too proud to beg for change, mastering the pain.
1: When I was sleeping on the train, sleeping on a Roll Lab out in the rain without even a single slice of pizza to my name.
2: This is a, a hard-hitting opening from Jalec, like, I think, you know, when I was sleeping on the train. Just straight out, you know, other other artists might approach a track like this with a lot of bravado and, and bragging about how great everything is. But he does the opposite here. He's talking about like his hardest time when he was at his lowest. And and he says He says he's too proud to ask for help, which I think is relatable, you know, whether, whether you're homeless or not for for anything. And I think one of the things people don't realize about homelessness is that not everyone who asks you for cash is sleeping rough and not everyone who's sleeping rough asks for cash, if that makes sense. And so there are a lot of people who are are out there struggling and then they just, you don't even see them. You just, you don't know that they're there. Obviously I can't, I can't relate to this in any real way. But in my own small way, I have been mastering some pain this week. (laughs) As you you know, my back is absolutely shanked. Um, This is a a, a thoroughly middle-aged problem. Although, as Abby's told me, it's not about age, it's about mobility. But yeah, I've been incredibly sedentary lately, sitting on a sofa, holding the baby. And my back has paid the price. The other day, it took me like five minutes to walk down the stairs. It was ridiculous. I needed help. And I was kind of embarrassed to ask for it. At one point, I literally needed Mary to help me put my socks on because I just couldn't reach my own feet. And it's a combination of guilt and pride and all sorts of other things that that make you not want to do that. But as she said, like, you know, stop apologizing. It's ridiculous. I, I do the same for you and you do the same for anyone else, which is true. I think we hold ourselves to different standards than we do other people. You know, you think, well, I don't want to put them out. But, you know, if they were to ask you, should I do this? You'd be like, yeah, of course, do that. So, yeah, just just a in, a in a kind of roundabout way, very relatable line, but also just a really honest opening. And I appreciate
0: that. Bars, man, I love the fact that it reflected in something that, you know, dealing with right now this very week. And a shout out to you for, without realizing, slyly put in. When you said absolutely, you actually said absolutely. And you stuck absolute in there in your own bar and own own description. Just doubled on time <laughs> trade, a description of your pain, bruv. That is sick. Sly ones. <laughs> Who's next? I'm up again. When New York
2: N words was calling Southern rappers lame, but then Jack and I slang.
1: When New York was calling Southern rappers lame, but then Jack and I slang.
0: Hundred percent snap, bro. Hey. Ah. Uh, it's there's a, um, there's a documentary on
2: Netflix, I don't know if you've seen it, it's called Hip Hop Evolution or Evolution of Hip Hop, something to that effect, and each episode focuses on a different era of hip hop, and there is an episode that focuses on the rise of Southern rap, and one of the themes of that episode is, is just how other parts of the hip hop community didn't really take Southern rap seriously, like They particularly on on the coasts, and they talked about how even in the early days, West Coast rap wasn't really respected by the east coast uh, as being you know serious or or credible um but then southern rap started to grow and and you know artists start coming up like outcasts like j electronica killer Mike was around at the time and and it became impossible to ignore the skill and the quality and people kind of have to acknowledge like the unique styles that come out of those areas and like he like he says here you eventually end up influencing those other people um i know i remember when we were at school people always talking about oh, west coast east coast west coast and, and at the time i was listening to a lot of Ludacris and a lot of three six mafia and like Outcast, and i was like actually there's a lot of quality southern artists that we're not even thinking about like the, the argument is kind of redundant in that respect like you think about with the midwest like chicago with the likes of lupe and common and kanye like it's just it is, it is you miss so much if you're only looking at the coast so yeah i, I just really like that line maybe think of, of that like geographic nonsense
0: no mad hype there and before i before i back on what you already said there's just something that you said that probed me in the sense there's a beauty with us because when we were listening to luda and we've uh, we've mentioned that back in the day like you know southern hospitality when that came out I actually think if we were in America and we were from the West Coast, we'd probably deny ourselves from listening to that music. But because we were in the UK, we had like, I was never thinking this is West Coast or South Coast or whatever. We were just like, this is American rap. This is American artists. And so we actually listened to a massive blend and a broad scale of things with any sort of biases. Because america was such a foreign land to us back then when we were like 12 or 13 so i think that's mad sick and look i, I kind of we're going to reiterate or repeat some of what you said which is i had a few things on these two bars which i never forget watching the video and it might be from the same documentary that you're mentioning when outcast got booed for getting the award for best new rap group hey, when he
1: said okay I
2: One best new
1: artist. It was backlash from the East Coast, West Coast thing. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty brutal to just be in a room full of people that's, that don't even really, really care about what you do. So, what's up, Dre? Pressure can either bust pipes or create a diamond, and what Andre said when he got on that microphone created a diamond. But it's like this, though. I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying? Them closed-minded folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we got a demo tape, and nobody want to hear it, but it's like this, the South got something to say. That's all I got
0: to say. At the yeah. Source Awards? And I'll cut that in, I'll cut that in, yeah. But just like Jay is saying in these bars, be careful what you're possessive over. It's one thing to try and say, like, this business is mine, this corporation is mine, this product is mine, yeah? It's another thing to try and say, this rap thing is mine. This rap thing is Isles. It's the West Coast. It's the East Coast. Because now it's alluded that the NY rappers are jacking the bars and the words that the Southern rappers who had the, like you know the Southern la- rappers had the last laugh. It's like you said we weren't good enough. You booed us at the Source Awards. Now you're using our slang. So you used to think you were better than us, but actually you're you, you're using our bars now to make enhance your bars. So be careful what you try to claim to be yours because. In some respects especially things like expression music whatever you want to call it there's no right for you to put a claim on it in some respects i know why the people do it but it's you know be careful what you wish what you wish for and i just wanted to shout out the uk because honestly between the north east west and south of london and then the addition of the rest of the uk when we hear new slang we tend to adopt it and mix it up with something else Like, I know when we were growing up, we used to say things like blood and wagwan, which are essentially Jamaican terms that probably started out in the southeast of London around Lewisham ends. But I used them terms with other urbaners that I used to know and play basketball with. And especially me being Indian, like, no one ever made me feel like I shouldn't be using quote-unquote their slang. It's like, no, that's our word. You're not allowed to use that word. It was like, it was just standard across the board. It was very blended. And I, as much as I think like, our government in the last 13 years, with things like Brexit, have done a lot to try and separate and ostracize us in the UK as much as possible, I still think we're one of the most culturally diverse countries in the world. And not in a braggadocious way, but way more than the US of A, are like, you know, we, we are like way more accepting of other people and other languages and other words and other musics and other doctrines. I think of Garage. Garage never got mad exclusive when it turned to grime grime never got mad exclusive when it turned to drill it's like it was always it's okay to progress it was never like this is our lane stay out of our lane i think the uk has done a better job of that in some respects and i'm not trying to shoot our us listeners down we love you to the fullest but you know facts are facts at the end of the day and weirdly enough i think in the uk what separates us is wealth and not heritage status and language whereas in america i think i go back to our episode of j cole with the track neighbors it it didn't matter how rich he was he was rich enough to live in that neighborhood but they never accepted him they wouldn't accept him it's just like nah you can be rich but you don't fit here whereas in america in the uk we don't really care too much about wealth you can be rich or you can be not rich but really, it's more to do with the way that you speak and your heritage and your status is what classism affects us way more in the UK than I think wealth does compared to the US. That's what these bars made me think about.
2: Yeah, I think it's, um, it's something that the, the UK cities in particular, I think, are good at in terms of the, the diversity and the acceptance. Rural England, perhaps <laughs> less so, probably the same in the US, actually, in terms of cities versus rural yeah, a sick take,
0: man. You're up again. Transforming the Megatron Dawn spitting out flames. Oh. Transforming with the Megatron Dawn spitting out flames. So I didn't know that a nickname for just Blaze was the Megatron Don. And I went down a little rabbit hole with this one because when I was a kid, me and my little bro, we used to watch Transformers Beast Wars religiously. And like everyone knew that Optimus Prime was the G. And that guy's voice, Optimus Prime's voice, whoever the voice actor is, is nuts, yeah. He's just got this sick gravitas to it. But specifically in Beast Wars, Megatron had a mad voice too. And he's always had this style of saying loads of loads of bars and then ending it with the very distinguishable, yes. 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 Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Yes! 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 So the voice actor happened to be a person by the name of David Kaye, who played the role for like five seasons on Beast Wars. Then he goes to play the role of Optimus Prime in the animated series, and most recently voiced one of the Celestials in the big budget Marvel film The Eternals. You have chosen to sacrifice a Celestial. For the people of this planet. I will spare them. But your memories will show. If they are worthy to live. And I will return. For judgement. So I just want to shout out David K Because he actually reminded me. Of. Like you know. Transformer Beast Wars. And that specific voice. It's just like a nuts voice. And now he ends up being. Optimus Prime, as well as far as other things, and he's just a sick guy. i Trust.
2: Nice. I, I had no idea that Megatron dom was was a <laughs> reference to uh Just place Like went over my head completely. I'm up next. You either build or destroy where you come from. The Magnolia Projects in the Third Ward Slum.
1: You either build or destroy where you come from. The Magnolia Projects in the Third Ward Slum.
2: It's just a short one here. That line: You either build or destroy just really, really kind of struck a chord with me. I'm not sure if I've told this story before, but when we were back in school, I was in, um, like a materials class, design and technology, and I was supposed to be soldering something. Uh, for like electronics there's a box of soldering material next to me and i had the i was using the soldering iron and and me being the idiot that i was i decided to just stick the soldering iron into the box and just start (coughs) melting all of the solder together (laughs) this is this is is the kind of thing i would uh, i would do but then the teacher walked up behind me took the box away and he said anyone can destroy something try creating something And man, it hit me so hard. (laughs) That's all he said, and he walked off. And and I I was just obviously just breaking things out of you know combination of curiosity and stupidity. But like, still, I was in that class to make something, to build something. And and nowadays, I love building things. Like I got a little workshop in my shed. I, I love to repair things, especially if I can make something out of something old. You know, bring it back to life, give it a new lease of life love doing that stuff and uh, yeah i think it's such a it's a good mentality to have to to build rather than destroy and and he's right he was right it's easier it's very easy to tear something down it's very easy to break something but building something that's that's much harder like physically emotionally everything so yeah just just really great line and and also, a uh, shout out to the teacher whose
0: name I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, um, sick take, bro! Love that shit. I love anything that reminds me of Truant Allen. Like to me, that's my Allen. This Allen is some different Allen, <laughs> right? Truant Allen, Rebel Allen. He was an inspiration to me, bruv. He was just like this legend, this guy. Who's- Not corporate parent bad back Alan yeah exactly (laughs) who's this (laughs) Ford Alan in front of me now Jacob bro (laughs) who's next who's next you're up that's when you talk the tough talk I never feel you you sound real good and you play the part well but the energy you're giving off is so unfamiliar I don't feel ya we need something realer
1: that's why when you talk that tough talk i never feel you, you sound real good and you play the part well but the energy you giving off is so unfamiliar i don't feel you we need really.
0: so alan i know you don't follow the nba like i do but these bars are just so hard especially with respect to the individual that i'm about to mention he is a bona fide superstar already but he has the potential for so much more Ascension in his career, and his name is John ja Moran.
1: You hear the chance of defense, that's what it is all about. Moran on the drone and just erupts over the top of Bane. He's got a top communication. Oh, oh Ja Moran. Oh, how clever was that? Here is Moran turning on the burgers. Oh, my! Wow! He's been trying to knock it away. Sexton did knock it away. And Ja going oh. for the big time hammer. What did he just try to do? But Moran gets it back.
0: Alan, I'm going to try and be concise and quick with this as possible. On January the 29th, the Grizzlies emerged victorious, winning against the Indiana Pacers. But drama ensued after the game. As reported by The Athletic on February the 5th, several Pacers staffers felt they were in grave danger after acquaintances of this megastar, Ja Morant, aggressively confronted members of the Pacers traveling party near the team's bus in which the loading area of the FedEx forum and later in someone in a slow moving SUV which was Morant was riding in trained a red laser on them. So it was almost like in- instigating that like hey we've got our sights on you and the potential of a gun. The NBA looked into this situation and they cleared Morant of any wrongdoing. Then on the first of March, the Washington Post releases a story after obtaining police reports that Jar Morant was involved in two separate incidents last summer where Morant is accused of repeatedly punching a teenager in the head after a pickup game of basketball on property before he went into his house, yeah? Then he apparently grabbed a gun, put it in his waistband, and he flashed it at the teen. His Jar Morant's agent disputed this, said, like, this ain't true. This is not true, yeah? Doesn't matter. And then Another event happens where Memphis lose, the Grizzlies lose in a game against the Nuggets and Ja Morant proceeds to hit up a club with his friends and he goes on his IG live and he, <laughs> he's basically in a club dancing with his crew with all bare these chicks around him and stuff and he's waving a gun in the video, right? He's waving a gun in the video. Now, there's specific laws in the NBA that says, hey, if you're in an NBA sort of property or event, you're not allowed to use... You're not allowed to display a gun. You're not allowed to have a firearm on you at any point, yeah? And if you fuck up on that, you can get fined a million quid or you can get, like, a suspension for any reason and an indefinite amount of time. Guess how much this guy stands to make in the next five years, Alan? That much? 231 million. And wow. I'm like... Ja, you're never going to hear this, but don't listen to me, or Alan, or anyone else, but listen to Jay Elect. You sound real good, and you play the part well, but the energy you're giving off is so unfamiliar, we don't feel ya, we need something realer. Just be the real version of you, a goddamn incredible basketball player. Just ball out and be that authentic definitive version of yourself, and stop trying to pretend to be a gangster. you're not a gangster like there's memes out there alan you know eminem in eight mile you know Mm. uh you know he goes that he's going at anthony mackie and he cusses him about the high school he went to because he went to cranbrook
2: that's a private school
0: they're putting john morant's high schools in there because this guy's not got no gangster life behind him he's just been (laughs) a normal kid with like a normal upbringing and stuff and now he's getting on this 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 hype train of pretending to be gangster and og and saying forget us Forget anyone else, but listen to J-Elect, because the truth is the truth, man. Be the true version of yourself, and you're going to be fire, bro. Stop trying to pretend to be something that you're not. Facts.
2: Good advice, man. You're up again.
0: My Uzi weigh a ton. Check the barometer. I'm hotter than the motherfucking sun. Check the thermometer.
1: My Uzi still weigh a ton. Check the barometer. I'm hotter than the motherfucking sun. Check the thermometer.
0: So Alan, I usually have the line to say where I say visually, a bar is visually specific and yet sonically abstract, but these lines are visually specific and scientifically correct. Just straight bars. Like he's using weight and pressure to check the barometer and saying that he's hotter than the sun. Check the thermometer. Just fire, man. Love that shit. Love it.
2: Nice. And also, uh... Reference to the public enemy track, my Uzi weighs a ton.
0: Missed Which that we, uh, completely.
2: So Alan... a public enemy last week.
0: Oi, we're just tying it all up here, bro. We're just tying it all up here hard. Love it.
2: I'm up next. My mama told me, never throw a stone and hide your hand. I got a lot of family, you got a lot of fans. My mama told me, never
1: throw a stone and hide your hand. I got a lot of family,
2: you got a lot of fans. I haven't heard this saying before, I really like it. Never throw a stone and hide your hand. It, it kind of it speaks to me of like the way that people behave when they're anonymous online. They they do things that they would they would never do in person and, and they interact with people in a way that, that they they never would and it is because there there's no consequences and they don't want to face those consequences because if you did it in real life that you know something would happen. It, and and this it's also kind of how I think about the discussion around whether or not it's okay to say this thing or that thing in conversation or should you make this joke or should you make that joke. And and the general rule that I have for myself is if I wouldn't feel comfortable saying it in front of someone who's directly affected by that, then don't say it. That, that's a rule that I have for myself. Like if I'm happy to say it when they're not there, but I'm not happy to say it when they are there, then I'm being a hypocrite and I shouldn't be saying it. And, and obviously, you know, it, it doesn't always work out like that. Different people feel differently about the same things all the time. And, and there's no committee on, you know, what is right and what is wrong um, in, in any group of people. But just because you can't please all of the people, I, feel, I still think as a general guideline, you know, if you would feel uncomfortable saying this around people that you don't know and around a group of diverse people, maybe just don't say it maybe reword it think about why it would make you uncomfortable and then the next line that, that that follows up about family and fans I think it's just another great point you can be surrounded by people who might look up to you who might admire you or idolize you but you might not be close to any of them and then I think having some really strong like family relationships or, or strong friendship bonds is is more valuable than just having lots and lots of acquaintances and i think this is probably something a lot of celebrities would agree with like they'll often say that it it, they're lonely despite being known around the world because everyone thinks that they know them they feel as if they know them because they see them all the time but in reality they don't and so you have complete strangers behaving as if they know you in some way there's a a word which is a parasocial relationship, which is where you don't know someone, but you feel as though you do. And in your head, you've kind of created a relationship that you have with this person. It's something that happens with like YouTubers and streamers. Their audience becomes bonded to them in a way that it's, it's more than just a fan. But I think, yeah, it must be difficult to to build meaningful relationships in a world where everyone already knows so much about you. And, and you know, I, I respect. And I suspect that those people kind of value the relationships that they have when they can find them in that scenario. But yeah, just really, really great bars and a lot of truth in there.
0: Incredible take, bro. Incredible take. Who's up next? You're up. My light is brilliant. My light is brilliant. Bars, rhymes, and life, where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes to shed light on our lives. I just want to thank Jay for shining a light on us and this episode today. His light is truly brilliant and I hope we did a good job in recognizing it and respecting it. Nothing but love to Jay Electronica. Nothing but love to all of Jay Electronica's fans. Nothing but love to all the BRL listeners out there. Nothing but love to you, Alan. One. Peace. I
1: ain't even gonna say nothing. Matter of, fact, matter of fact, I don't even know why I'm saying this. Jay, you should get pumped to do this. Over, we moving out on to the next record, and uh, I'm gonna let this just ride.